You're listening to How I Met Your Monster, a podcast that explores the introductions to your favorite movie monsters. My name's Zach. I'm Danny. And I'm Casey. And together we dive into the world of horror to find out how filmmakers have introduced us to our favorite monsters time and time again. This is How I Met Your Monster. And thanks for joining us on a new episode of How I Met Your Monster. If you're not already subscribed to the show, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. There's no end to the possibilities. Owl Post. (laughs) Owl Post. Oh, like old school mail. Yeah. Pigeon Carrier. Morse code. We're also on Morse code. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you join us on our Patreon, you will get a, uh, you can download Morse code versions of the show. Today we're talking about The Black Phone, directed by Scott Derrickson and starring Ethan Hawke. Yep. You guys. You guys. I noticed so many similarities to Sinister in The Black Phone. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that they were the same director. <laughs> That's funny. You're like, I wonder how they cast Ethan Hawke in this. How do they convince him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they know each other. I watched Sinister once, but I don't think it was my cup of tea. So, Why was it not your cup of tea? Was it too dark? Because a lot of people claim that it is too dark. Too dark. Danny, do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I don't remember why I didn't like it. I think that it was the end. I think there was something about the end that was like just too much for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I don't yeah. remember really any of the movie. Is there somebody hanging from a tree at some point? Yeah, there's a whole family. I think that's how the movie starts. Okay, that's all I remember. Yeah. Um, in the black phone, it was like the the film grain eight millimeter or 16 millimeter yeah. like flashbacks. Okay. And I was like, oh, they kind of did that in Sinister, which also has Ethan Hawke. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And then like when he when he gets down into the basement, there's like this line across the wall. And I was like, oh, that looks oh. like the Sinister poster. Yeah. And uh, oh, good. eye. Oh, yeah. Because the girl's like dragging her. They're like dragging her hand on the wall. And there's like that line down the center of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, son of a bitch. So, yeah. Went over my head. Um, and C. Robert Cargill and Scott Derrickson wrote the screenplay. Um, based on a short story by Joe Hill. Who is Stephen and, King's son. Yes, yeah. Stephen King's yeah. son. And there are some differences between the book and the film that I found. In the book, he's like a fat, bald guy. And he's like a clown, not a magician. The grabber. The grabber. And so it's kind of like uh, Gacy. What's his name? John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, John Wayne Gacy. That's interesting because they did a similar thing with uh, Psycho. 
in the book, Norman Bates is sort of a heavier set character who's more of like um, kind of traditionally sort of not your leading man. Okay. And then yeah. in the movie, Alfred Hitchcock, I guess they wanted to do something that made him seem more um, classically sort of approachable, you know, like it kind of like to subvert, you know, because that movie's all about like subverting the expectation. So I wonder mm-hmm. if they went a similar route to get because Ethan Hawke is like a grade A hunk. So while yeah. I was watching yeah. this, I actually thought that I liked that he was a magician because in my mind I was like equating him to a clown. And I was like, yeah. it's like a less played out version of like the clown thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's also just like yeah. fun little parallel, like a very kind of on the nose parallel of he's literally making the kids disappear. Yes. So it's like they're his mm. ultimate magic trick. Yeah. Damn. I'm not recommended at parties, though, to like make the kid disappear <laughs> at the party. So he is wise to wait until he's off off the clock. What was with the black balloons? Was there any significance to those or was it? Uh... I thought it was to as like a distraction because the balloons kind of come out. So it looks like he's trying to like get the balloons together yeah and you can sort of like hide the kid in the balloons yeah that's what i was thinking gotcha instead of just grabbing a kid it's like oh speaking of which that scene bothered me so much because we kind of like as the audience are anticipating him to we're putting it together because we know what finney knows where it's like oh black balloons my sister said that that's a sign that this is the grabber so you're thinking okay he's gonna put it together and get out of here but by the time we're registering it, he's registering it, and the grabber already mm-hmm. has like attacked him. Yeah, and that scene really scared me. That was, um, I thought uh, that was really effective. There were some tense moments in this, mm-hmm. the fucking padlock scene. Oof. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But before we get fully into the black phone, as always, I want to hear what you guys have watched. This week, Casey, I watched quite a bit of things, quite a bit, quite a, quite a bit of things, quite a bit. I watched quite a bit. As Ja Rule once said, yeah. come on, lay it on me, girl. All right, baby girl, put it on me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, put it on me. Yeah, don't lay uh, it on me. I don't know. It, it may, it may be lay, it may be put. I don't know. Uh, Let's call him up. Let's call up Ja Rule. Yeah. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Hey, Ja. Yeah. Is that, no, that's, that was more like DMX. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, he's from the grave. Um, so, uh, um, I uh, I watched seven episodes of Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, How many are there in total? Yeah, eight. Oh, okay. He's like, fuck that last one. I'm not committed. <laughs> well, I started. <laughs> I'm out. Okay. I'm out. So I'll t- the first, I watched the first seven. The first four, I really, really, really liked. Mm-hmm. The third one is my favorite. Okay. Five and six were Condal name. Okay. Seven was, seven was, uh, it was good, but also not. But we can talk about that after you, if you guys end up watching them. Okay. The eighth one I started and I was kind of bored. Uh, and then I instead put on the movie, uh, terrifier and, huh. um, are you I a just can't believe first time watcher of terrifier? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I can't believe that I haven't watched it <laughs> before. Yeah, that seems like great. Right That's the alley. one with like the it, really feel good ending, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I like the ending. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that I hadn't watched it. It's like exactly what I want out of like an over the top campy slasher. Mm-hmm. Art the Clown is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't. He's like a mime. Yeah. Clown, so he literally doesn't make any noise. Like even when he gets hurt. He's like, he just oh, mouths man. it. He's like, ow. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> um I've been avoiding Terrifier for just the long, longest time because I know that it's just like over the top gore. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not going to lie. Art the Clown seems kind of stupid to me. No, he's cool. He's <laughs> I so just, cool. I, he's... I don't like the look of him. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I love it. I can't wait to make an Art the Clown costume, to be honest with you. It's going to be really? the next thing I work on. Oh, yeah. I can't wait oh. to watch the second one. Uh, I heard it's, it's like, even more uh, grotesque. Uh, yes, yeah. That's what I heard too. Yeah. And it's making like big money. The budget for the first one was only 35 grand. Wow. Okay. And like the acting is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, But everything else about it is fine. You know, it's not like the effects are really good for what yeah. they are. You know, like it's over the top campy and stuff like that, but they're still not like horribly done. Yeah. Mm hmm. You know, so I did also watch Barbarian. We kind of talked about this, didn't we? Mm. Over text. Yeah, but I'm pretending that we didn't. Oh. The well. show. Listeners, we're pulling the veil away. The lies <laughs> are surfacing. We've talked about some of these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know too much. <laughs> All right. What did you guys watch? Um, I also, well, I only watched the first two episodes of uh, Guillermo del Toro's cabinet of curiosities um and i loved it i thought they were really fun yeah um yeah. excited to continue um i love how garamel just comes out and does I his know. little mm -hmm. again so speaking cute. of hitchcock it feels very like uh -huh. hitchcock with like his show and he's just sort of like part of his stories now we all we don't just know him as this sort of like invisible entity that creates these things it's now like mm -hmm. it's the full package which i love and he's earned it um i also watched an old movie from uh, the early 60s called carnival of souls which i had ah. been meaning to watch oh, for a while okay really fun little 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 horror picture um for <laughs> horror horror picture horror picture it's an old horror picture from the 60s but uh yeah fun little story uh spooky creepy um, I also watched, we were talking about that short film, um, whatchamacallit, Tickle Monster? Oh, yeah. God, that short was good. Creepy, right? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it was from, so Remy Weeks, the writer and director, did a feature film after uh, Tickle Monster called His House, uh, which is oh. on Netflix right now. And it is about these Sudanese refugees who kind of are forced to move to London and kind of start over because they were basically escaping this war-torn community and were basically escaping 
immediate death if they didn't leave. Mm. But they're carrying some sort of emotional baggage with them that is sort of explored a little bit throughout the movie in the form of these supernatural um, intruders, I guess, that reveal some things about sort of their journey getting there. And it's just a really, it was, it was very spooky. Um, It was a really beautiful, very sad, very emotional story about kind of, kind of being forced to adapt into a new community and the Mm. sort of, you know, just kind of casual. um, I mean, in a lot of cases, just like blatant racism that they had to face um, in this new community, which is just like really sad. But then like them also feeling like, well, now we still have to conform to it if we want to survive despite all the prejudice that they're facing. Um, So yeah, highly recommend. And then that's the last like horror thing that I watched, but I did get the opportunity about a week and a half ago. Um, I did a trip down to Los Angeles and I spent a night at the Halloween horror nights at universal studios. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was really fun. There's actually one moment where I was walking through the black phone walkthrough and I, I did get spooked a few times by the grabber specifically um, because they mm-hmm. had him positioned at like the perfect spots where he'd like come out at you with like a weapon. And I was like, oh, God, son of a bitch. <laughs> he really uh-huh. it was effective. Um, I'm glad I got the universal experience. Um, yeah, that's cool. But uh, yeah, that's I think that's all I watched. Cool. I, I, too, watched the first two episodes of Cabinet of Curiosities. I watched about three quarters of a movie on Netflix called Old People. Okay. Um, oh, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, Casey, you'd be freaked out by it. Um, <laughs> it was good, yeah. but like, kind of like you were saying earlier, Casey, like just not my cup of tea. Um, and so like I was watching it and then it was like the halfway point and I was like, well, I'm not really interested anymore, but I feel like I want to just finish it. So I know what happens, you know what I mean? Of course. And then I watched a little bit more and I was like, okay, I don't need to know what happens. And I turned it off. Um, but that's not to say that it wasn't, it was a very well-made movie. Um, so I, I, I can't say, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad movie at all. Um, it was interesting because the way it's shot I don't know if it was in a different frame rate or maybe uh, there was all these like weird, like little zooms and, and kind of, so there was just something about it that was like, this is filmed differently, Um, (laughs) which was kind of cool. Oh, you like that. Okay. Yeah. I liked it. It was, it was (laughs) interesting. I was like, okay. It was just like the, I don't know. Cause the old people were kind of like zombies, but not. And then like, they were like, uh, they would like attack the person and then it was, I was just like, eh. and I don't even, I wouldn't even, now that I'm saying it, like I wouldn't even say they were zombie. Like they're just, you just got to watch it. I don't know. Or don't okay. watch it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is a whatever. recommendation or a warning. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to see it to see how bad it is, but I wouldn't watch it. I did it, but you should see it. <laughs> <laughs> but something that you should watch that I did enjoy it's an oldie, but a goodie. Not really an oldie, but red eye. Oh, so good. 
Guys, we need to accept it's an oldie. <laughs> we are not young anymore. Is it? <laughs> Let's not Wait, deny it. Came it. Out, come on, it came out in like 2006. Oh, five, I think. But yeah. But that was really good. I I, I saw it when it came out and uh, I remembered like the setup to the, to it, but yeah. I didn't remember how it played out. Um, and so that was that was good. That's a that's a fun movie. It really is fun. I love Mr. Murphy. I'm not going to say his first name because uh, I never know how to pronounce it. I thought it was Killian. That's what I say, too. Killian, I used Cillian. to call him Cillian when I was a kid. Or not a kid, but, you know, like whatever. Um, <laughs> that was your first yeah. word. <laughs> Cillian. <laughs> like, it's Killian, you idiot. <laughs> and from then on. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I enjoyed Red Eye. Um, but that's it really. And we also all watched the black phone. That's yeah, right. We did watch the black phone. Uh, a ring ring. Hello. <laughs> uh, this is the grabber. Um, why are you making calls? That's so suspicious. Like, are you trying to avoid that? <laughs> yeah. I'm just realizing that now. Um, but I heard you guys are doing a podcast. Okay. Do you want to be our guest? You can just sit in and listen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, great. Our special guest for today is the grabber. <laughs> we have a special guest. He's just on the phone. Somehow. We're recording this from a basement because he grabbed us yeah. all. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him that the cord isn't even, it's cut, but whatever. <laughs> Life is mysterious. Just like this phone. Well, speaking of the grabber, are you guys ready to meet our monster? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's freaking do it. So the grabber, his name is Albert Shaw in the book. Albert Shaw. Okay. Um, But we don't learn that in the movie. Um, Yeah. But his name is Albert, and he wears a creepy, creepy mask. Do you like his mask? Um, I do. I liked how it was like there was like interchangeable pieces. Yeah. Which was cool. What I didn't understand was well, like why he freaked out at the end when his mask came off. Because they never see him without his mask. Well, yeah, but like it wasn't like he always had his eyes covered and sometimes you saw the bottom. Like there were times when he had the bottom piece on, but you saw his eyes. Yeah. And so like you could kind of put the two together. I'm right? actually glad you asked and that then, because I was I wanted to ask Casey if she knew of any like serial killers who wear masks and like if they ever like kind of reveal aside obviously from hiding their identity, if there was any purpose. Well, is it just the illusion of being someone else? They wear masks. uh, Yeah. I mean, if you want to get like real like deep about it, you know, there's like Ted Bundy wore a mask to the world, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. like everybody Uh. thought he was a, good guy and a politician like he was he wanted to be a lawyer no he wasn't a politician that was john John wayne gacy but john wayne gacy was a clown Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right correct me if i'm wrong but he was a clown actually as like a profession did he do that as a side kill or did it just so happen to be that he was a clown it was like i'm gonna kill no he actually owned a 
kind of like a contracting company, contracting and ish, whatever. Uh, so he actually killed the most of the boys that he killed. He employed through that. Oh, company. Wow. Oh. yeah. And then he was just a clown, you know, for fun. Jesus. So, yeah, I mean, metaphorically. Yeah, Zach, nice. I read it as with the mask <laughs> that he was just like it was like a kind of a safety net because yeah. he's sort of like mm-hmm. the one of the kids, one of the victims sort of kind of suggests that he doesn't see himself as a villain. He almost sees himself as more of a an authority figure. So like the okay. mask is almost like part of that authority because remember he says he's like, you know, like, the, you know, he says he's like being a naughty boy or, you know, don't go upstairs. If you break the rules, he'll that's oh, when he, he can't punishes you. And I yeah. almost and I may be wrong and maybe I'm being naive, but like I actually kind of believed that because he's wearing the mask, because like obviously his identity like couldn't be revealed that when he says to Finney at once he finds out that he broke one of the rules, he was like, I was going to let you go. Which I guess you yeah. could read as like, of course you would say that now. That's like a way to like fuck with his head. But then I was like, wait, maybe that is like sort of his MO where like he actually is this kind of like maybe he just had like a fucked up childhood and he's like sort of enacting that revenge on, you know, innocent kids. And maybe he but maybe there are like these specific roles that he adheres to. And right. Maybe wearing that I'm mask sure. is sort of just like fucked him up and I'm sure there's know. a lot more in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I did read uh, a theory that him and his brother had an abusive father. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense because he does talk at one point about like the phone had been there since he was a kid. And yeah. so maybe like there was something that happened down in yeah. the basement, something, but like, and they were saying like, you know, Max is like a drug addict because yep. like uh-huh. maybe he's dealing with some kind of childhood thing from totally. their dad. So that was interesting. And he's like sort of, they're almost like two sides of the same coin where, you know, so let's say they were both abused as kids. Ethan Hawke's character is, has taken on sort of the aggressor role, whereas Max yeah. has taken on sort of the um, victim savior role of like, you know, both of them are sort of like tied to victims, but one wants to hurt them. One wants to save them. Mm -hmm. Speaking of abusive fathers, Jeremy Davies as Terrence, his character was so good. No, it was not. He was so mean. I thought he he did a terrible job. Oh, you thought he did a terrible job? So I did not think his acting was very good in this. In fact, it frustrated me a lot. You guys remember, you guys remember Helter Skelter? The movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen yeah. it, but I know. Yeah. So Jeremy Davies played Charles Manson. Right. Oh, I can see that. He was acting like Charles Manson in this movie. Oh, that's funny. Mm. In my opinion. I mean, I don't have that, uh, that experience of watching him as Charles Manson. And so. Yeah, maybe, I watched that movie I mean, a lot when I was in high school. That's a good um, point. But it frustrated me because in that scene with Gwen. Madeline McGraw is so good. Yeah. And she's a kid. Mm-hmm. And she was so good. And then to me. Oh, so devastating. It is. But to me, he was very clearly acting like the part where he's like shaking his fist and stuff. To me, when you're like in a rage and you're angry, you're shaking like very slight, like visibly, but slight because you're so rageful 
Yeah. And he was like fist pumping kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I need to watch but, it again. Oh, I guess I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. So I want to come back. To, I want to come back to uh, the acting. Um, okay. Your comments about the acting. But just briefly, I want to talk about his character of Terrence. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought that was an excellent character um, because of his struggle. You know, oh, yeah. like he was dealing with alcoholism, which is just in itself terrible because he was coping from his wife's suicide. Yeah. On that same thread, he was trying to stop his daughter from doing all this stuff yeah. because he was trying to protect her. Right. You know, and then like that's all fueled by the alcoholism where he's like abusive and yeah. he doesn't want to be, but he's yeah. got this disease where he's just addicted to this terrible thing. And uh, I just think that's a really good character. Yeah. Um, well, his intention was to sort of respond and react to like the red flags around his daughter. But like mm -hmm. you said, like the alcohol just exacerbates it. So it's like you could deal with that in another way. You don't have to be a fucking abusive piece right. of shit to do it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I like the character. <laughs> you don't have to like the character. No, I do I like just, the character. Um, but now coming back to the acting, there was some lines of dialogue in this movie and I don't know if it was the dialogue itself or if it was the actors, but mm -hmm. it seemed very scripted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Robin and Finney talking in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, that's the tricky thing with like with younger actors, too. Yeah. It's I feel like that's such a tough line to just like because you want to get like a natural performance out of kids, obviously. But all kid actors are in a lot of cases trained professionally to act. So they're like, it's like they're selling all of themselves and maybe, you know, some act, some actors are different. Some are, are maybe a little bit more naturally skilled at sort of knowing how to pull back and yet still give everything. And I feel like that's the challenge with, I see that a lot, in a, a lot of uh, child actors, which is like, it's like you yeah. want to just embrace it. Like, okay, they're doing a great job, but it's like, Oh, but here's a, <laughs> That's standing out. Darn it. I don't, I wish it didn't. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. I agree. I think that, uh, Gwen, the, I think Madeline McGraw was amazing though. In every part of this movie. Oh, I, I have to say it's, it's, yeah. it's one of those like tricky things. I embrace it for it being part of the story and it being nece a necessary element, but God, it is so just not enjoyable watching those scenes of just like, yeah, of course. It, it's just torture. You're like, oh, it's just so cruel. Which, which scene? Like, like when she's, when she's being abused, literally being beaten yeah. and screaming yeah. and crying, and yeah, oh, fucking, oh yeah, it's, it's hard. It. They're hard to watch for sure. But yeah, mm -hmm. hell of a hell of a performance. Um, and just like you know, just in terms of the story, the dad, in a really kind of fucked up way, his behavior sort of prepares them for something even worse. Huh. But it's like, is that really like a means to an end if that's what they need in order to s survive something so vicious? I don't know. It's just a very, yeah. it's just sad, you know, like that these kinds of things happen in real life and we're seeing kind of like the mm -hmm. worst version of it. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that Finney could also hear the phone because of his mom as well. 
That's a good, oh, okay. yeah. There is so much to dissect there with like what yeah. the phone is, you know, like what it represents. And, but I guess mm-hmm. you could also just go to like the literal of like the mom was, had this gift and passed it on to her kids. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just like when the phone was like breathing? Oh, yeah. That was like some video drone. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Like, it was like <laughs> good old <laughs> video drone. Um, quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. The song Free Ride, which plays after the baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. Plays in Dazed and Confused. It sure does. Right before the baseball game. <laughs> That's ah. great. Like the song like fades out as the baseball scene is starting in Dazed and Confused. And yeah. I was like, That's oh my great. God. <laughs> Foghat. Is it Foghat? Is it? Yeah, let's say yes. I was just going to say Foghat <laughs> likes baseball. Imagine just like watching Days and Confused. It's like the last day of school. And then all of a sudden, halfway, it turns into the black phone. We're like, that kid just yeah. gets kidnapped. Like, yeah. well, I mean, it's like how fucked up that would be. They take place at the same time, at the same you time think frame, the, You think you know Ben Affleck like, bullying him. Yeah, exactly. And you think he's like the worst part of it. But it's like, uh-huh, Ethan Hawke's around. Which is funny because Ethan Hawke was in, uh, he's in a lot of uh, Richard Linklater movies who directed Days yeah. Confused. So it kind of would make sense. <laughs> There's something there. Mitch Kramer gets, <laughs> oh my God. gets fucking beat after the, after the baseball game. And then he's like, hey, you want to come to this party? We'll pick you up. And then he's like, yeah, let's do it. And then on the way home, he gets taken by the grabber. Oh my God. And then fucking... Randall Floyd has to like go pick him up and he's like, where is he? Oh my God, we got to find him. <laughs> wait, this, we need to pitch this. <laughs> Randall Floyd, you're in need of a big attitude. Adjustment. But see, he, he needs to use that lack of an attitude adjustment to fight the grabber in the finale. That's right. That's right. I was just going to ask if you liked Ethan Hawke's voice while he was the grabber. I did. Yeah, it was he's interesting. kind of like putting on sort of, uh, he was like kind of like walking well, the line be between like, a like clown. charming. Yeah. But also a yeah. little quirky and trying to be goofy. friendly. I think. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I liked that. What did he yell at Max for something? And he sounded normal. And it was like, huh. yeah, like he know. is playing. He's yeah. definitely playing a part. Yes. And, I don't think it's a part that he necessarily has. I think it's control of it when he's in it, but I think it takes control yeah. of him, but I don't think he yeah. has a lot of control of how it like takes over, which is like, is it supposed? Yeah. I feel like there's a lot that I didn't really consider before this episode that I'm thinking about now that we're talking about it of like the source of this evil and like where it comes from. And is it like a form of, the only way that he could sort of, I guess, digest kind of what happened to him as a kid. Or yeah. did he just snap? Like, was it just even simpler than that? Yeah. It's almost, it's even kind of childlike in itself, too. The yeah. way that he does things. Yeah. And then even the mask is like, has like demon horns. Like, it looks like a yeah. human, but it's also like a monster. It's like, is that what he saw his father as? Like, this like, and maybe that's why he can take it apart, because there was like, elements you know like levels of how horrible his father was to him you know oh maybe that's too much they're very exaggerated mm, as well yeah yeah and he always had a smile on his face so it's like not always oh that's true 
He had the big frown. That's true. And there's also part where he doesn't have a mouth at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some oh, this. Yeah. Very interesting. Cool. I really, really liked the parts where he was sitting upstairs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I wanted more of that. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie to you. I would have you know? I would have loved to see a little bit more upstairs, too. Like, even between him and his brother, just kind of yeah. getting not not. And I don't mean that in like, a I need explanations. I didn't need them to tell me what happened, you know, in their past. But they were just interesting characters. But more like their relationship. Though, yeah. Because who they were. Really, you don't really you don't even see them together. Well, you don't see them together at all until. Yeah. Until it's revealed. Yeah. And even like when he's going out to the store, like little things like that, like just seeing a villain like that, like kind of out in the open just comes with its own sort of tension. But you don't know who it could be either. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess there is something to be said for like just seeing him through the perspective of the kid primarily. I mean, and maybe we're like digging for something that is just so obvious. The fact that like he and Max were abused as kids because we obviously see Finney and Gwen are abused. Um, yeah. And then we see, so it's kind of like setting us up. But then the fact that they live yeah. together is like, they're the only people well, they trust, which is like so heartbreaking. He comes downstairs and he says, something's come up. I just got a phone mm-hmm. call and something's come up. That was his brother asking to come stay with him. Uh, yeah. Cause his brother didn't live there. His brother was right. like visiting. Right. Oh, you know, and it's he, funny. He, he said he's visiting from Durango, which is where I was yeah. living the past year and a half. Oh, really? In Colorado? During the pandemic. Yeah. Oh. Max lived there. Durango's cute. He was, yeah. he was living. He should have stayed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they, you know, quote unquote, introduce him because we don't get the full introduction until he steals Finney. Right. We just see those moments where like a kid will go somewhere and you just right. see him in his van. Like step right, we out. see his outline where he's he's wearing his cape when he abducts Robin. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of cool because the first time when it's Bruce, you just see the van, mm-hmm. right? And then when it's Robin, then he gets out of the van, and it's just little. More. They're just like yeah. feeding you little bits, and yeah. Then, and then like the way he's talking when he dumps his groceries out on the oh yeah on the ground, he's like oh, like all like oh gee, that's so silly that's of me, you know like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. it's like I wonder if it's the idea of abducting. It's like one thing to if he and his brother were abused. It's another thing to like put on this whole charade. And it's like, did his father do that? Did his father abduct kids, too, and like keep them in that basement? It's just this persona that he creates. He's I'm just, just really projecting. curious about like where that where he pulls that from. You know, like, yeah. is he mimicking his father? Is he just sort of? Yeah. Or is he just kind of like going a polar opposite of what his, who his dad was like? I would think he's not like mimicking his dad in the sense that like his dad kidnapped kids, mm-hmm. but yeah. like his dad abused him. And so he like, he's like kind of like replaying kind of like role playing yeah. this thing where he's like, he's his dad. And then the kids that he takes are him well, or he has his control. brother. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like in that position now that he's, now that he can. Um, yeah. I don't know. Oof. Did you guys like the supernatural part? I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's a way to interpret this movie on a more grounded level where there is no supernatural element, 
and Finney has sort of been forced to live through being a survivor at such a young age against an abuser that maybe he could anticipate the sort of the sort of behaviors I guess of the grabber to be like you know he can sort of like read him he under, he like knows him in a way that like most kids his age maybe wouldn't be able to read an adult or an adult who is maybe unhinged so you're you're saying that like is there a way to interpret this where the people on the phone aren't really there yeah like really it was almost a coping mechanism well one thing that i could uh think that would like debunk that theory is that like he finds the combination on the wall like how would he know to go up yeah to the door and use that on the on a padlock yeah. Especially since we're seeing you know it mean? in real time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, yeah. you guys probably realized this while you're watching it, that all of those, you know, they all are trying to help him mm-hmm. and none of it works, helps. Right. But it still does because he uses mm-hmm. every single part of that Yeah, at the very end. That was so cool. I loved that. They're like, no, 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 no. We knew that would happen. We knew that would happen. <laughs> and for some reason, I didn't realize that. And I'm, the second time I'm watching it, I forgot about the dog. So mm-hmm. every time he does something, I'm like, oh, yeah. And then at the end, this, blah, blah, he falls in the hole. Oh, and, and he uses that as a tripwire. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, but why the fuck is there a bunch of meat? <laughs> yeah. What does he do with yeah. the meat? <laughs> and then I saw the dog. and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, that was that was very cool. How does he kill him? Does he just, oh, he strangles him. So could he still be alive? No, I think because he, he strangles him and then like there he's like puts the phone up to his ear and they're like talking to him, which was also really cool yeah. because all the things the kids were yeah. saying to him, you think yeah. they're saying it to Finney, but really yeah. it's about him, mm-hmm. about the yeah. grabber. Um, but then right after that, he like yanks or or slams down or something and you hear like a crack like it would yeah. have been his neck okay. cracking okay yeah. so it's definitive um, dude okay spoiler alert for anyone who has not seen silence of the lambs yeah and get on it if you haven't for the love of Pete. yeah so if you haven't seen silence of the lambs by now that's your fault um i love that they pulled a silence of the lambs twist in this um with the houses oh that's so funny i didn't even oh, think i was yeah. literally i said that to cody i was like this is like sounds mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah going in it's like it's the same thing where it's like mm-hmm. a build-up and they keep cutting back and forth and you're like you know they're going towards each other like he's getting attacked and they're going to the door and this and this and then you get there and it's like wrong house Ugh. oh my gosh it's like heart yeah. sinking and correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry, this is the only time that I've watched. Usually I watch a movie like right like a couple days, if not a night before we record this. I watched this last week. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong, that the house was right across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He owned both of them. That's right. Yeah. Okay. It was That's really funny. Him. I saw this in theaters with Sam and he said something hey, when it was over to the tune of, you know how terrible the economy is. Now, if this man was able to afford to buy two houses on a magician's salary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he probably would have just rented it out as like an Airbnb or something. Oh, man. That's so Um, funny. Speaking of 
Finney using, oh, well, call me Finn, he says at the end. Um, Speaking of Finn, using all the things that the kids tell him about at the end to to get Mm -hmm. the grabber. When he is trying to break, when he breaks through the wall to get to the freezer. Yeah. And he's trying to get that panel off. So he needs something to undo the screw. (laughs) He totally pulls a dumb and dumber at the toilet. (laughs) He like opens the back of the toilet. He's like looking for something and he pulls out like the float thing and he looks at it and then he just like throws it on the ground. (laughs) Like when, when he's trying to figure out how to fucking flush his giant dude. (laughs) I had to laugh. I was like, Oh my God, that's so funny. You know what else was really funny? And I don't, I don't know if this was supposed to be funny, but I thought it was when Gwen asked and she prayed to Jesus to help do all this stuff. And then like the next scene, she's like, Jesus, what the fuck? She's like, <laughs> yeah. what, Gwen gets some of the, the best lines in the movie. <laughs> but she, she calls one of the, what is she? she calls the detective a dumb fucking fart knocker. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah i do remember to write oh, that one down because i was like that's funny she does another one later but... <laughs> yeah. oh my god when those bully kids are beating up finn and she comes in to like save her brother oh, yeah. yeah and she oh, yeah. throws the rock at that kid and he's like yeah. bleeding zero from his like, skull yeah. oh she's my a badass god. Mm-hmm. And then she gets kicked in the teeth and she like goes and sits down next to him. Like, (laughs) we did, we did our part. We're We're sitting this one out. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just sit here and watch Finney get kicked in the fucking face. We have nothing to offer this moment right now. Let's just not even (laughs) argue. Yeah. I thought the, the kids were the, uh, the other boys who were taken. I thought they were, uh, all the characters were really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I loved the the relationship between Finney and Robin. That was really good. No, so sad. Mm-hmm. It's like you know something inevitably is going to happen to Robin because they set him up as the protector earlier on. But yeah. do you ever watch like a horror movie? Like I love horror movies. Obviously, we love horror movies. But do you ever watch some horror movies where you're like, okay, now stop right here. <laughs> Don't get fucked up. I just want to see like the happy version of this. Can this just be a rom-com? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I just yeah. want to see like a buddy movie where like they go into like and have adventures and like I will be happy with that. Um, <laughs> they go have adventures? <laughs> like it turns into The Hobbit? Yeah, sure. Local 70s Denver. Samwise and Frodo. Yeah, exactly. But it just, it's a testament to uh, good storytelling, good characters and good acting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just because of the kind of stuff that I like, I wish there would have been more, like, gruesome, fucked yeah. up shit. Yeah, I get that. Mm. Like, I wish maybe we could have seen what happened to the other kids. Yeah, yeah, we need yeah. more of that on screen. <laughs> we need. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I want to watch. I want to watch Ethan Hawke <laughs> murder. <the child>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to watch Ethan Hawke wearing that mask, <laughs> topless, beating a kid with a belt. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. I said it. Okay. Those are all the deleted scenes. It's like, good Lord. Gosh. This is just uncut. Yeah. That, you know, you had mentioned him sitting in the chair earlier when you fir- yeah. that first time they show it when he doesn't have his shirt on and he's just sitting there. Uh-huh. That was that was fucking intense because you don't expect it. It's and it's such like a power move. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. What about reveals in this movie? I would say there is four. Okay. I would say there is the van. Mm-hmm. The the first time he gets out of the van, which you don't really see him, just yes. in the background. Finney getting taken. Yep. And I would count his the reveal to his brother, yes. who like his brother doesn't see it coming. Of course. But, um, he gets that, him in the head. I didn't even. Which think is of my that. favorite. I didn't think of that. Yeah. I was yeah. I just had it where. Um, the one where like he meets Finney for the first time, like face to face when he's like wearing the mask. Yeah. The, Oh, when he's wearing the mask or when yeah, he, like, when they're like in the basement and he kind okay. of like, is like, okay. I'm a bad guy. Like you're in my, mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I'm a bad guy. Yeah. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I like the one with Max mostly because it was, I, I, the first time I was I watched it, I didn't expect it. There was definitely a lot of gasps in the theater, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. and because this movie did end as happily as it could. Yeah. Right. But, you know, you're still thinking that, oh, he he's down there. He's going to help him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is how he's going to escape, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I just I love that. He, and, he, you know, he's like so invested into this you know, character, if that's what you want to call it, or this persona, he's so invested in all of this stuff that he's doing that he killed his own brother. Yep. Yeah. And even then you know, he's like, he's willing. like it just had to be done. Yeah. You can see how he, he separates himself from like the emotion. Yeah. That's my favorite. What I specifically liked was they kind of highlight it in the trailer. So it's kind of like a moment, but when um, he does that, like, He's very like theatrical and he's he has that line and he's like this face and he like lifts his hands mm-hmm. up. Yes. And it's so spooky the way he does that. And Ethan Hawke, his is. delivery is so good. Yeah. So that moment specifically, I really like. So I feel like that's where yeah. we're like, we're meeting the grabber. Like that's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. When he's OK, that's when he says. Yeah. I, you know, I never saw your face or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Ethan Hawke is so good. So um, good. Yes. It's crazy. Ethan Hawke is like a fine wine. He's just gotten better with age. Yeah. Yeah. If you really yeah. think about it, but I mean, reason, I feel like he's Dead Poet Society. Better. That's true. Dead Poet Society was. So he's like a good gin. It's just good. <laughs> what, is, what does Ben Affleck say in uh, um, Jay and Silent Bob? Oh. <laughs> he's like, he's like. But Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, Dean like, Koontz's Phantoms. Hawk was the bomb in Dead Poet Society. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say my favorite reveal is probably when Finney gets taken. Um, yeah. Just because of like him dropping the groceries. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And like Finney, like, what the fuck are you thinking, man? Yeah. Like, you're so like aware of all yep. these missing kids and they're like all your friends and you're like this. But then like you go up to a creepy guy in a van and say you'll help him or whatever. Like, I'm really dude. glad you just said that. So I have a question. Did they set up with Finney and his father? So like I could see an argument being made that like if he empathized or even, I guess, just sympathized with his father after he was abusive. 
and like kind of took care of him. I could see like mm-hmm. he sees someone who could be a threat, but I still am going to sympathize first. But now I want to go back That's and watch that point. because to your point, he knows yeah. this is going on. He lives in an abusive home. That's the first person to like just cut and run. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So maybe there is something there. Because, yeah, I thought that, too. I was like, of all people, what are you doing? Yeah, that would definitely make sense. Yeah. Yeah. When we first meet, maybe not when we first meet him, but one of the first moments that we see Finney, he's um, shooting off the like the little rocket ship. And then we see that he has oh, the yeah. rocket ship pen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, how do you interpret that? He's also wearing NASA pajamas yeah, the whole so- time. I think it's implied that he wants to leave. He wants to sort of get out of this small town, escape, be his own man. Like, he doesn't like where he is. I did, I was sort of hoping, and maybe it's implied, but I was kind of hoping to see kind of a conclusion where, and again, maybe he's too young, so, but like that he actually leaves. You know, he gets his sister out of there. They get their, you know, I, I know that they were trying to, build some emotion and, and, and sympathy around the dad, but I kind of wish we got the opposite where it's like, here's another villain. Even if he is groveling, like he's still an abuser and I almost kind of wish CPS or whatever it is came and took them away. Yeah. I think that yeah. with the way that I think that the ending was implying that um, dad's going to quit drinking and quit beating his children because he realized that he almost lost his son. Gotcha. Maybe yeah. I'm just less forgiving. I don't know. Well, no, but I think that's what they, that's why he apologized and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. think was, that's kind of what they were going right. for there. I get that. He understood the weight of what was happening. I get that. One thing about the end that I thought was cool is uh, the one kid who he's talking to on the phone, who I think might be the paper boy. One of the kids says, one day you're invisible and the next, oh. the whole state knows your name, like mm-hmm. knows who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you kind of get that at the end when people were always like beating up on Finney and this and that. And then, but at the end he's walking through the halls and like everybody knows who he is, but it's for like a good reason yeah. and not that like he was killed. Yeah. He's like yeah, the but, one um, outlier in that. We'll get to survived. that during the real monster. <gasps> oh shit. Well, now it's time for a segment that I like to call the real monster. Run, 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 as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man! You're a monster! I'm not the monster here, you are! You and the rest of that fairy tale trash poisoning my perfect world. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me! Casey, go ahead, now's your time to shine. Tell me about Finny walking through the hallways. Yeah, I don't really know like what to call it as far as the real monster, but I really didn't like the end of this movie because this kid just went through the most traumatic experience of his life. And he's like, I'm cool. And I got the girl. Like That doesn't make any fucking sense. That made like it made me so upset. I think that's why I was kind of craving the escape, you know, like he escaped. Like not everything is fine now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's worse. (laughs) Yeah. This boy needs therapy even more now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like he learned to like, you know, I mean, clearly it's like the whole thing is that he's learning to stand up for himself. Um, yeah. But, you know, I get it, it still would have a lot of weight. 
I didn't understand the very last line what, what? where she's like Finny and he's like, he's like, call me Finn. Cause he's and it like was fucking like, grown up now. Cause he beat, he killed a serial killer. He's like, I'm a murderer. <laughs> yeah. You don't need <laughs> to. He's like, I snapped a man's neck with a phone that's why board. I, that's, that's impossible why I still, to do for a 12 year old. Yeah, that's why but, I still go by Danny. I haven't killed anyone yet. I'm still what, a child. That one day you say, call me Dan. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, whatever you want to call it, that was my real monster. Okay. Is, uh, trauma, trauma not being dealt with properly. Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That just perpetuates. Right. So now he's going to either turn into an abusive father or. Well, to play into killer. like the whole, <laughs> not even theme of the movie. Is two sort of like the whole yep. plot of the movie is it could have ended with him making a phone call. Calling a lawyer, <laughs> like take him away, and it's him and Gwen. Yeah, you're like, listen, dude, I need to get the fuck out of here. This guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> my um, sister opened up a drawer, and my dad flipped a shit. Like, this is not okay. I've got a couple real monsters. Okay, all right, we've got a couple real monsters. Um, number one, alcoholism. Yeah, true. Just there's my it's serious awful. real monster. Um, kids watching fights, like yeah, in movies, and like they all gather around in a circle and fight, fight, yeah. fight, fight, fight. But Does like really nobody happen? stops the kids from fighting. I've seen that. Um, happen. I was actually okay. in involved, almost involved in a fight. <laughs> really, I love that you went back. I, I was in. I was involved. I was almost <laughs> involved. No, it was such like a classic, like uh, high school comedy kind of movie scene where like this guy came up to me and he was like, yo, meet me up by the bus loop. I'm going to kick your ass. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was kind of just like a pain in the ass as a kid. So I was like, sure. And I met him there and he was like, yo, let's fight. And I was like, okay. And I was kind of playing this like very lackadaisical card. Cause he was much bigger than me. Like he could have probably beaten me up and he was like, fucking let's do it. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I was just kind of like being like an <laughs> asshole, like just kind of coming back with everything he was saying. I was like mirroring it. And then he was like, uh-huh. watch your back bitch. And he walked away and I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I was like, I thought this was going to be a fight. I was like, so prepared for it. <laughs> he just left. <laughs> but anyways, sorry to, diverge into such like a tangent but no that's okay i have one more and it is picking partners in school <laughs> yeah what a shitty that bullshit. sucked yep. i hated that yep. they too. said you're gonna pick partners and like okay pick a partner i would just like be like fuck yeah dude especially in gym class mm-hmm. mm. you like see who your true friends aren't like oh, I thought well, we were like tight. yeah. It's like you look at your friend and they're looking at somebody else, and you're like oh shit. <laughs> <You're> like, no. <laughs> okay. I did this thing. I, I I coped really well in gym class by um being funny. So it was like I was really bad at whatever we were doing, and I knew that everybody else was going to think that I was really bad at it. But as long as I was being funny about it, then they were laughing at me for being funny, yeah. not laughing at me for being it. bad yeah. at whatever we were doing. Yeah. 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 Danny, who who do you have for real monster? Oh yeah, my real monster. Um, I had two. The real one is just uh, Finny and Gwen's dad. Mm, yeah, I just I don't know. I'm I I I believe in forgiveness, but I'm not sure if it was earned by the end of the movie. 
Oh no, definitely not. Acknowledging that you're an abuser does not absolve you of your, you know, abusive sins. If he if he abused right. them for six years, he's got twelve years of making up. Yeah, time. that's his his way of you know begging forgiveness should have come with I'm not fit to be your father. I'm going to find you a new home. I'm going to call CPS. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But like, but I will make sure I am like observant of your livelihood and like making sure you're okay. Like I'm not abandoning you. Like that's the work I'm going to put in. That's bare. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, But also whoever is giving Gwen her visions, because they are so just like all over the place and inconsistent. <laughs> and it's like, if you're going to, yeah commit to this with like such a young person like just go all in because she's not mature enough to understand like interpretation and you know inconsistencies like that so Mm -hmm. yeah like fuck that i think it was jesus (laughs) it was jesus jesus is the real monster (laughs) i think it was was jesus (laughs) what if jesus was in the uh, Universal Horror Nights, uh, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jesus pops up at the end. It's like the final jump scare. <laughs> if you scroll to the end of the credits oh, of the black gosh. phone, it says special thanks to Jesus. <laughs> he was a big help oh, with the supernatural stuff. Well, do you guys have anything else to add about the black phone or the grabber? Uh, no. I don't. Aside from the fact that you know, you can't go wrong with casting uh, Ethan Hawke. That's right. Just a top-notch guy. Top-notch guy. <laughs> top-notch. That's um, what they say in Hollywood. He's yeah. the bee's knees, you see? That's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's all that we have for the black phone, then. I just, guys, I feel like a terrible host. I forgot that we've had the grabber on the line this entire recording. <laughs> oh my god! I know, I know. I've heard him like breathing he- the whole time, but I got so used. You know, you <laughs> you hear a sound, it kind of becomes just like kind of white noise. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna pick up the phone and and just we can all talk to him, or I can talk. to It's up to you. Um, just hang out. Hey, just hang out. Oh, okay. Wait, should I? Okay. <laughs> Let's pretend. He doesn't deserve yeah, anything from you. That's a great point. After this whole conversation, this children, is a terrible Danny. guest. He kills children. Yeah, this is a terrible <laughs> guest. Yeah. I I just I just hung up. Um, okay. I did want to say one little thing because this movie deals with the supernatural. Do you think that there is a possibility that there could be a sequel in which the grabber is the supernatural presence? Ooh, that's interesting. I want to say that would be cool, but it probably wouldn't be. My first there's instinct was that'd be cool, but then it wouldn't something be something there. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it all depends. I feel like it would have to be a very different approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would need to obviously keep in like the general elements of like communication, whatever that. Maybe it's not a phone. Maybe it's something else. But there needs to be something to kind of as like a connective thread, but. What if like this turns into like a franchise mm-hmm. and it's like by the time you get to like the black phone six, he's like, <laughs> he is the phone. He's like, <laughs> the phone like has like legs. <laughs> he's like the talking can in wet, hot American summer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I was thinking about what if the grabber did become like a supernatural villain and like the opening scene of the movie is like this kid coming home and he, he, he walks in the house alone. And the idea is that like, if you get a message on your answering machine from the grabber, that means he's already kind of like, you know, like attached himself to you. So like the kid comes home, he's home alone. He's like a latchkey kid. His parents are still at work and he like checks the answering machine and it's just the grabber's voice and he's like talking to him and he's like telling him that he's in the house that's definitely and then all of a sudden like a good idea i don't know he can like collect kids that way and then the parents come home and they're like we don't have an answering machine (laughs) (laughs) the answering machine has been out of batteries (laughs) (laughs) that's the twist (laughs) The parents come home and they're like, it's 2022. People don't use answering machines anymore. I don't know. There's that's a talk about Hollywood, baby. That's a franchise. So that's all the time we have for the black phone. Make sure to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at how I met your monster Twitter. If Elon doesn't block us at I met your monster. Um, But guess what, guys? We're also on TikTok. Find us on we TikTok. Are. How I Met Your Monster. Um, where can our listeners find you guys on social media? I am on Instagram at Wolfmother Casey. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at my name, which is Danny Salem. D-A-N-N-Y-S-A-L-E-M-M-E. Uh, that's two M's, like the candy, melt in your butt, not in your hands. Wonderful. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Zach Winsick. Thank you all for listening. Now go meet some monsters. Monsters.